listening to Inclusive AF with Jackie Clayton and Katie Van Horn. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Inclusive AF podcast. This is Jackie Clayton. And this is Katie Van Horn. And we are here on this fine Friday. Friday afternoon, folks. Friday afternoon. Thank you, Jesus. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's been a week, people. It's been a week. And we got lots to talk about with this guest we have today. So without further ado, we are going to introduce are one of our favorites uh, who also is a podcaster. Um, So Zach, you want to go ahead and tell everyone who you are, all the good stuff? Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's Zach, non over living corporate. You know what it is? You know what I'm saying? I do this. My name is Zach. I'm playing. (laughs) (laughs) Remix. I needed that so bad. I'm going to start doing that. You got to, you got, no, you got to just, you know, wake, you got to just kind of get a little jolt of different differentiation on the podcast. Let people know as a guest in the room. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. Uh, Zach and I'm based out of Houston, Texas. I'm a bunch of different things. Father, husband, son, brother, you know what I'm saying? Entrepreneur, tech executive. I just be moving around. I'm just outside. Awesome. Table shaker, agitator, innovator. <laughs> We like table shakers and agitators. All the things. We might be those ourselves. So Amen. (laughs) Well, we are so glad you're here. Um, We actually have been trying to get this on the books. I know we had to move it a few times, but uh, glad we actually are having this conversation. And so I want to start off with just tell us about the podcast. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what you all do on the Living Corporate podcast Y'all know you have two fans sitting here with you, Zach. So just be prepared. Right. Okay. No. And girling here. Sure thing. Well, first of all, um, I'm flattered that y'all listen to Living Corporate. It's interesting. Like Living Corporate started as a single podcast, and um, the vision was for it to be like a monthly podcast by the people that I started it with, and then people drop off. You know, consistency is a hard thing. That's another probably another problem for another day. But mm-hmm. point is, is that I always had a dream that Living Corporate would be like a network right and that like living corporate itself would air multiple times a week but there would be other podcasts and other pieces of media that really again created a network of media that centers and amplifies black and brown people at work right and so i guess backing up a little bit my family so both sides of my family um came from mississippi both sets my grandparents were um uh were sharecroppers picking cotton um, and on my mom's side of the family, I'm the first man to start and graduate from a four-year university. My cousin, um, Chris, is the first man to graduate from gradu- the first man to graduate from college in our family. Period. I'm the first man to start and graduate to to graduate start and graduate from a four-year university. Um, and then on my dad's side of the family, I'm a second-generation reader, uh, meaning like my dad taught my grandfather how to read, right? And still, like my grandfather is not the best reader like my 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 dad and my uncles help him with his contracts he does he got into real estate later in life and so anyway all of that to say is when i graduated from the university of houston i didn't have like this organic network of like neighbors and cousins and uncles to like get me a dope job or like talk to me how to navigate these white majority space i just learned on my own and um i came into um i came into the corporate world in the hr function which is majority white women very passive aggressive, very toxic, very harmful. 
Um, still in therapy, actually. Outside oh, note, yo, go to therapy. It's <laughs> Okay, like therapy is great. Like you should go to it. It's a good thing. Um, all of that to be all that being said, um, like I looked up and I was like, man, like it would be great if I had like, like I had I was blessed to run into a couple of people that look like me to give me little nuggets of wisdom, but everybody doesn't have that. And my profile isn't that rare. Straight black man from the south, first generation professional, blah 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 blah. Like there's millions of people like me in America. So like. What would it look like to democratize, flatten access to these conversations to really navigate these white supremacist majority spaces um, in a really just, again, free and accessible way? And that's where Living Corporate came from. So, again, now, now I'm back to what I said at the beginning. Started as a single podcast and we've expanded. So we have we're now we now have several podcasts. We, you know, we have over 10,000 listeners a week on Living Corporate, the Living Corporate podcast alone. We have web shows and blogs we've interviewed now over um we've had over a thousand pods um over a, over a hundred web shows over 60 blogs some white papers we've done some incredible uh campaigns with pfizer and live ramp and accenture and other brands um all to just center and amplify black people at work i love it i was going to tell you that's why i started listening to it because you know i'm in the startup spaces so I'm the only, and I've been at places where everybody was the only, to be fair. Mm -hmm. Like all of us are like, have a different story. <clears throat> and so, but like you said, I knew I wasn't the only, and it's not just about, I think we saw, you know, we had a historical week this week and seeing um, Ketanji Brown Jackson, but then people are like, oh, is that how they treat like black women at work? And it's like, y'all didn't know that? This is not, yes. this didn't, it was not invented this week. No. Right? And so it was one of those things where you know how you feel and you know why you're feeling that way. And you, you, you're trying to be protective. You want to talk to other people who understand those shared experiences. And so thank you for doing that and opening that up. And I think it's amazing. I'm seeing the growth has been amazing and seeing the people um, and the various hosts and people that, and it's funny because like, then you start stalking people, you know, they don't know me. I know them. I, I can't, I have to prepare now that we're going out at a house again. I have to send, you know, okay, Vonda, you don't know me. I know you. Yes, <laughs> like, to Vonda Page. If I yes. see you in public, I'll give you a hug. Don't run. This is what I look like. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> well, yes. you know, right? Yes, like, yes, hundred percent. And it was like, also for me, like with Vonda Page, it's like, the break room, especially starting in like, you know, going back, knowing that we didn't have, I've worked at home for 10 years. So I've always looked for like water cooler conversations, mm -hmm. but then you feel like you have um, this group of people that you can listen that understand and it feels safe. Sometimes with the blog, with even with our blog and other blogs, this is the only place where people feel safe. And I know right. you've probably seen that. Yeah. Um, I'd love to know more about just because it was such a historical week, and I know we were talking about women and professional women um, recently throughout Living Corporate as well. I wanted to get your your feedback on what you've been seeing, um, the response like within the last two days besides really happy. But some people are like, you know, breathing. Some right. people are like, the impact has generational trauma forced when I'm watching in that process. So I wanted to get some feedback from you on that. I mean, first of all, it's just such a 
there's so like there's so many things you could talk about right so like and I'll, I'll start by saying i'm not going to be comprehensive in my analysis i'll speak i'll speak to the the limited perspective i do have you know i'll say that you know i i, I mean I, I get conflicted like when i see um when i see events where they're like we're historically white spaces where we've been actively excluded from finally get a sp- opportunity to get there and, and the celebration that goes with that. And I try to be empathetic to the reality of one, I'm one, I benefit from the patriarchy as a, as a black man. So like, I recognize that, you know, I do suffer under the mantle of white supremacy and patriarchy, but I also benefit from patriarchy um, still as a man, even though I don't benefit in the same degrees as white or more white adjacent men. Right. So it's a comp anyway, that's a separate conversation. The point is, is that like, I struggle cause I'm looking at, I'm like, okay, this is great. Like, this is great. Like full stop. It is great that we have representation um, of someone, a black woman in a space who isn't um, anti-black, right? Who isn't, who doesn't hate us, right? Like, you know, we had third, we had third good Marshall. I was like, yo, he's like, you know, you like read third good right. Marshall. It's like, like a bastion of like black, just like represent like like you talk about someone representing the, the quote-unquote black community it's like yo i will take like th- if i have like you know if you pick you doing like a pickup game it's like uh i'm gonna take uh third like, so you're gonna pick him early you're gonna pick him and then you're gonna of course you're gonna pick him okay uh you know you you know you're, you're gonna pick um you know, you're gonna, like he's up he's up there and so then to backdoor with you know with clarence thomas is like damn okay maybe, right maybe this whole like you know, desegregation thing wasn't the best idea. Maybe you shouldn't, maybe we shouldn't be up here. Like you make us look awful. Like it's crazy. You taking us, like you're taking us back. Not Will Smith slapping through his right. right. You're, right. Ta- you're literally That's taking right. us back with the legislation right. that you champion. So again, um, oh, Paul Robeson. Paul Robeson, another person I would take in my pickup if I, you know, like he's okay. Anyway, the point is um, like the, it's great. It's also, I'm, I'm conflicted because I'm like, dang, I mean, one is such a hyper exclusive space so it's just like dang right right? it's just like okay um and my wife and i've talked about it right i have a daughter she's two years old and you know people and there are people out here like you know they don't really necessarily like they're like it's great that we have a black a sister up there it's great that she isn't like a white supremacist it's great that like you know she has a like she's of course like she arguably might be the most qualified judge ever Mm -hmm. Um, and at the same time, it's like, okay, man, I really, I, maybe, maybe, maybe she can create and be the, like the Jackie Robinson to really help open the door for like, rat, like, cool, I'm going to say radical judge, because I want, I want to see radical black liberation theology holding judges in the Supreme Court. I do. Like, that's what I would love to see. Right. And so it's like, man, you know, it's, and so I, I like that's that's where I that's where I'm conflicted. It's like I want to celebrate. I want to like I also want to recognize like what it really is in the context of like the political power she holds because of when you think about the balance of the Supreme Court. Um and then I'll say the other thing to your point is yeah, like I watched it. I watched the hearings, it was triggering. It was triggering to watch. Like her being talked over and demeaned by people and her her intelligence being questioned by people who don't know what they're doing and don't know what they're talking about. I mean, look, I'm a black man in tech. Like I experience this every single day. Like you know, you, you know, she she said something. She'll say something like twenty, like like for twenty minutes. You come back and you ask her a question. It feels like gaslighting. Like, did you not hear what she said? She already answered your your dumbass right. question 
four or five times ago <laughs> that you listened. It's insulting. Like, shut up, right? If you would just listen. And so it it's that's triggering. Like, I'm low-key triggering myself right now. I think about, like, the idea of, like, so often in those hearings, you heard people just ask questions to confirm their own biases. They weren't mm-hmm. asking questions to actually learn or have a conversation or progress anything. They had a they had a whole little game they wanted to play with you by asking you these stupid, stupid, inane, asinine, asatin, as eleven questions. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, like, I just as like, eleven. As eleven. I want that on a shirt. <laughs> it's and like and so. You know, as I, as I, and, it's, and so my, I think my, you say like kind of like the last couple of days, I think the last, as I, as I kind of wrap this up, I'll just say my hope is that to your point, people really grasp that like there are um, Katanji Brown Jacksons everywhere we work. Um, and <gasps> like we have an opportunity to listen to them, amplify them, respect them, and also just shut the hell up sometimes. You ain't got to talk all the time. You know what I mean? Be quiet. Let them talk. Um, and so, you know, that's that's my take. I, I love that. I think that along with that, what I get, I get really emotional. And just so you know, I'm in Phoenix. Katie is in a different room. I'm at Katie's house um, this week. And I was like bawling and I could not stop bawling. And I was like, I think I might start crying again. And the big thing that brought to the table really is part of the, that voice, those voices and knowing that the voices in the room and how this is the beginning, but then also the reality of what she took on. Um, like, I think I've always tried to make spaces. You try to make spaces. We know a lot of people that try to make spaces for black and brown people, but we also know what it's like to be the first and the only, and you that you're not just accepting the job. You're accepting mm-hmm. the threats. You're accepting the hate. This is a lifetime appointment. And I know that this is a big thing, but part of the reason why I wanted to talk about it was because it's a job. It's a job. It's a job. And these are their coworkers. Yes. And you talk about dealing with conflict. Yeah. There's conflict going in. 100%. You know, and it's so interesting because, like, that's often the experience of Black folks um, who, who enter in these high-ranking positions. They often inherit a mess, Right. Like, you know, when you compare like high ranking black folks um, who come into positions compared to like, you know, white folks in positions, and like I think about corporate America, if a black, if there's a black person who's coming in as the CEO, like that company is in trouble. They Like they are inheriting a mess. Like, you know, there's a bunch of tension and extra nonsense that they're going to have to put up with and do. The white folks typically, white folks typically, they're set up for success. They have a portfolio, book business. They got the relationships already handed out. They've been groomed for this for a while. Black folks have to kind of claw and fight and climb and justify to get to inherit a mess, right? You're making and me so- think of McDonald's. Remember McDonald's when the guy come in and it was an absolute mess. There was, there, mess. There was no way you were going to win. There's no mess. way. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast. Sorry. No, 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 no. There's no, no. Please don't apologize. No, I, I, that's that's really it. It's just 
And you're right. It's a job. And I, you know, it's interesting. I was reading an article about like, I was, this was some years ago, but it was like in the Atlantic and they were just talking about like the dynamics of um, the Supreme court. And it's like, a lot of people don't realize like in a lot of ways, those Supreme, that Supreme court job, it has the same politics and stuff as any other job, right? Like the need to settle conflict and relationships. And, you know, if we know there's a big decision coming up and you know, there's someone who's going to be the, the, um, the deciding vote or the deciding decision, um, you know, like how you, you know, have to be cool with them. And, you know, there's in groups and out groups. There's all of that. Like it's a job. So I, I don't have anything to say besides I, I agree, Jackie, I agree. And just in case people didn't know, when I was talking about um, McDonald's, some people may not know this between 2012 and 2015, Don Thompson was the uh, first, served as the first black president and CEO of McDonald's three years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, That's I mean, it. I mean, I don't know, you know, anyway, wanted to bring that up because that's the same thing. You are inheriting a mess and we've seen it and we keep seeing it, even even in black spaces. You can see it like at Essence Magazine, you know, it's like, oh, you know what? Let's try, let's try something new. Right. <laughs> because what we're doing is not working. Right. And then it, it is inheriting a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. Um, yeah. But I think some people don't recognize like it was a mess and it was triggering, but it was also like Tuesday. Right. And that's that. Well, see, that's the other thing. Like, to your point, right? I think, like, Black folks are at the bottom. So, like, you know, um, dysfunction and, uh, and oppression, harm, confusion, um, all the other words, like, folks being, um, what's the word? Um, I don't know, like hypocrisy, dealing, just dealing with, you know, having to guard yourself from exploitation. These are like just common things. This is part, these things that go hand in hand with the black experience, not because of black, not because of your blackness, but because of white supremacy. Right. Right. And so like, you know, you're right. It is just a Tuesday. Like, I mean, I'm thinking about like my days recently, I'm having, you know, it's part of just being alive. Like it's like, how much do you have to guard and protect yourself and like document things and have all the conversation you need to have. And, you know, to, to to survive like that's just and that's again like that's a function of white supremacy um and yeah it's often just a tuesday or any other day that end in y yep i think go oh go ahead katie no i was just gonna say i think that that is something that that people don't recognize that we do have to have those challenges and i always think it's funny when people are coming out in this space of how people react either what I posted or something that I said and you know like oh is it really like that and you're like you know it's just funny because it's like I've been black my whole life right so I don't know what you're talking about right mm-hmm. you know like I remember one time somebody had contacted me and they were like oh aren't you mad about that panel um it's all white men on that panel I was like I'm used to it is it bothering you this is my life. Is, that, is it bothering you? Okay, do something about it. No, I right. didn't notice. I was like, nope, I didn't notice at all. No. Right? So, mm-hmm. but I think that's why it goes back to why we, why it's important to have those spaces and to have these conversations. Um, and I do think it was a masterclass of uh, what the things that we have to deal with every day. There is some yes. interesting things. I'll put them in the show notes. They did it, I think it was the New York Times, 
pulled like five black women from Harvard and just got their reactions. Mm. And it's amazing. It's amazing to watch, but it does. I just think about, I think part of the reason I was brought to tears was just knowing that when you see it like that space, you can never say when you grow up black, and this is for all of the listeners who haven't grown up black, when you grow up black, that you know your role in your space, you know your lane, people put you in these lanes. And so you say, I can be this, but I can't be that. I can do this, but I can't do that. Right. So we talk about representation matters, but you, but I think people who are not black don't understand that you know that you can't be a Supreme Court justice. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it was the same thing. Like, I'm not going to be able to be president or I'm not going to be able to be Mm -hmm. this or that. And so the represent part of the tears comes from there will always be that space. And let's say 30, 40 years to all these other little girls that can say, oh, that is possible where, you know, in in we've always thought those things were impossible. And you look at Katanji and the like where she, cause we're on a first name basis cause we're best friends. And um, when you see her, you know, we are part, we have been part of several transformations. We're nowhere near, but we've lived to see things that we thought would never happen. And so I love to say, you know, my ancestors who had his dreams, the things mm-hmm. that are going on I, would pro- probably seems like a blip, right? But there's like, yes. it is the ancestors wildest dreams. You know, it's, you know, and for me, it's like, I remember I, I didn't, I, so I teared up, but I definitely, I definitely got upset. I remember like just specifically during Ted Cruz's questioning. And then I definitely like, remember I had to just like, I stopped watching. There was this clip where he, he said something like our baby's racist or something. And, and she said, Senator, she kind of paused and like looked up big heavy sigh <laughs> big heavy yeah. sigh it was just like what is this right and like there's so much in that sigh of just like like what are we actually like what are we actually doing like what kind of game is this like what is this like, what what are we like what is like and so that's where for me i i I'd certainly felt and again like there are so many mo- moments of that where i just felt very much so seen and just felt like uh, a person in arms with her in just the experience of having to justify your qualifications amongst people who are incompetent, who, who, who like, and not to sound like elitist or snobby, but like, are not in any position to question her, you know? No, fully. And I should mention Zach and I are both Texans. Yes. You're outside. Of, are you in Houston proper? Or outside I mean, Houston? I'm in Houston. So um katie being in arizona we laugh all the time because you know there's much drama within our states and i saw ted cruz and that that's the other part where you're like you know i can like really be mad at him up there but he's coming home like ugh, (laughs) (laughs) that's how i felt when i saw him i was like oh my god you again when (laughs) is this gonna be done he is he is the worst he is the worst um but yeah so I'm going to switch gears a bit. Who, who has been your, uh, I won't say favorite because that's, that might not be nice. Who has been your most memorable recent podcast guests? Mm, okay. Most recent. Okay. So, so the, the, the extra qualifier or very, or um, yeah, filter on most recent. 
Most recent memorable. Most recent memorable. Um, right. Like <laughs> it's it's, it's tough. No, it's just it's tough. Like straight up. Like you think about like all the you know all of the guests. Like as long, I am trying to think about like who I wanna who I wanna say in this moment. Yeah. Um. You know what? I, I'll say. Um, that I that I had a conversation recently, and it hasn't it hasn't been published yet, um, but uh, with Michelle Kim, uh, mm-hmm. Michelle Kim, who is um, she's an author. She's also the founder of Awaken Co. Um, an incredible person, and um, I rem- you know what I appreciate so often. You know, I come into these conversations oftentimes really exhausted, like mentally and spiritually, because I just again, like I am also like in these, I, I'm also in these systems that I, that I talk about mm-hmm. um, that drain me and that, and by some degree exploit me. Um, and so it's, it's encouraging when I, I can have conversations that feel gentle, um, that feel gracious to me and caring to me. Um, like that, those always like, I always walk away just feeling like, dang, that really, I really appreciated, like, I really appreciated that. Like, it was like, it's like, a, it's, it's an extended part of my therapy. Um, and so I'll say that, you know, that that's the one that's been, that I will say is most memorable, who that is very recent. Um, as I think about, you know, our conversation, we were talking, we talked, we, 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 we actually covered a lot of ground, but we talked a lot about just like internalized oppression. We talked about like just this current climate of diversity, equity, inclusion. And we talked about, we talked about what does meaningful impact look like um, to really create equity in the workplace. And so it was just a dope discussion. And I really like, I'm a, I'm a Michelle fan. Like I like her as a person. Yes, I do as well. She is amazing. Um, no, that I'm excited to hear that one then. Uh, she's just great. And every time I've heard her speak, obviously her book was phenomenal. And she just, she is, I love the way you describe that. Just like you, you come out of the conversation, you like, oh, I'm smarter, I'm better, I feel good, everything's good. Like that's just those are the type of people you wanna to want to want to chat with a lot. Um, what's coming up for you? What is what what's on your on your radar? What's coming up for you that uh, we should know about that our listeners should know about? Yeah, you know what? I think we're getting close. So I think I can talk about it a little bit more. Um, oh, and when is this? When is this going live? When is it getting published? Um three-ish weeks from now. Oh, great. Okay, cool. So, um, you're not going to release any proprietary yeah. information. <laughs> uh, uh, actually tomorrow, Zach. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no. What um, should we be buying? Let us no. know. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so, so I'm excited about the fact that living corporate is, uh, we're going, we're actually, you know, and this has been going on for a while. Like we've been talking about, okay, we have this library of content, right? Like, and I, and I'll say like, I don't, and I say this like what uh, I say this not like looking to puff up my chest or pick a fight, but I will box if I need to. Is I don't know if there's another platform that has as deep a catalog of content focused on centering and amplifying historically excluded groups that we do, um, and that has so many brands talking on the record about their own challenges and how uh, we what we need to be doing right to like really do something different and better. Um, and so the question I've always, I've continued to ask myself and and ask our team is like what does it look like to just optimize this content right like i don't know if everyone knows that we have a conversation with michael c bush who's a ceo great place to work and we talked about the role that data is going to play in the next decade 
around DEI. I don't know if people, if everyone knows we had a conversation with Nicole Hannah-Jones and talked about like her own journey and attacks from all these incompetent white men. I don't know if people know about these conversations we've had over the past four years. And like, you know, you talk about it's, we've been, we've been doing this for four years and we drop content damn near every day mm-hmm. across a myriad of different of media channels mm-hmm. in our network. And so I don't, I don't think it's even fair to expect everyone to catch everything because there's so much stuff. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I've just been continually challenging like myself and our team to think about what does it look like to like bring that content to the forefront? Because some of it, so much of this content is evergreen. Like it just hasn't really aged poorly or aged at all. And so mm-hmm. um, what I'm excited about, what's coming up, what's next for me is, and what's next for the corporate is, we're actually going through a complete website uh, redesign where um, you're going to log on to Living Corporate. You're going to be encouraged to create a profile where you select content and topics that you're really interested in. And then you're going to get a personalized curated experience where we push content to you from our library. Um, and I'm really excited about that. And we're going to have a job board where we work with brands to post their jobs on our job board to encourage and really push those opportunities to black and brown folks, historically excluded folks. Um, and so those like that, that work um, and just the work I've been doing with our um, with our web design studio to like really bring this to life. I'm really excited about that. And I'm I'm like I'm I'm so, so excited about what that's going to mean for our audience, because. Yes. Like, I think there'd be, there's going to be people who've listened to Living Corporate for years and who are going to be like, yo, I didn't even catch this episode. Mm hmm. So, well, I, I, so I have been kind of scrolling through and I, I, one of your earlier interviews with, with, was with Aubrey Blanche. Oh yeah. Who, you know, a friend of ours, but it looks like you just interviewed her again very recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I I had not listened to that one. So I putting that on my list, but it's a good point. Yeah. I mean, and she's someone also that, you know, you can sit for hours and just learn as you're just listening on go tell us all the things <laughs> and that's what i mean and it's and it's like and here's the thing like it's interesting like because podcasts y'all have a, y'all know the game is like so many people like they judge their podcast or their data by like how many listeners they get like, right. per, per episode right or like oh they drop an episode a week and so it's like oh hey we got so many listeners like dope downloads whatever this week and like you know typically on your average podcast your podcast is not living for years like you post it that week and then you post the next episode and that's it. Like right. for living corporate though, like I'm looking at our data, you know, people are still downloading content from like years ago, right? Yes. Like, so people are treating living corporate like a learning library. And so it's like, okay, how do we optimize and maximize that? And so to your point, Katie, like in the future, you're gonna go to living corporate's website, you're gonna be, oh snap, I'm, and you're gonna be able to click a button and add it to your playlist on your profile. Right. So you can listen to it and check it out. Like, so it's just going to be a much more interactive and communal experience. So I'm really excited about it. Yes. Shout out to Aubrey. Um, I'm a huge fan. Um, She comes on and talks about, you know, her job and the role of data and DEI. And yes, she, I love how she keeps it real. She's a bit of a provocateur, a room table shaker like us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love that. I I love that too. I mean, I have gotten to the point where I like LinkedIn. I've spent most of my time there since my last job transition. So I get all of my access, <laughs> like all of my access to everything is there. 
Um, and but you're right, and and this is something that we talk about it in my workspace, where like when you're helping people, a lot of times they can see one episode, right? They get excited, but they, it leads to something else. And so I'm glad that you're saying about signing up and having that like curated experience, because if you are interested in this, these are some other episodes, blog posts, whatever that you might want to be, you might be interested in. Um, and I also think that it's good to have those multiple voices. I know for like Katie and I are not afraid to have difficult conversations, but I know some people are looking for specifically, they want to know how to navigate within those, within the space because they want to do something and don't know what to do. And so right. they, they, you know, latch onto one episode versus the other. Right. Right. And I think that's the other thing too, is like, you know, when you talk about even our content now, I'm going to say this living corporate really doesn't create content like that. We literally, <laughs> I literally will go on living corporate and I'll say things lit to make sure that you're not comfortable. Like, so like, as an example, like I've said, you know, that um, white folks made crack and unconscious bias in the same lab, right? Like, it's like, I'll say things like on purpose to make sure that you're never hyper comfortable because we literally make content to deep that centers and amplifies historically excluded people. We're not out here trying to make content to keep white people comfortable. But to that end, we also do have content that's focused on growing as an ally. Really, what is an ally really mean? Decentering yourself as a majority person, power sharing, you know, sponsorship versus mentorship and, and all those different things. So we've curated our content in a way for you to, you know, get an experience that you might be looking for while also recognizing that we don't pull punches in the content that we create. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Well, and I don't think I mean comfortable when I say that. I'm just saying they stick it. It sticks out, right? One hundred percent. No, yeah, absolutely. I got you. And so, if this is interesting, then this should be interesting, and yeah. this should be interesting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And 100%. I think sometimes being here, I do think sometimes we have those real conversations, and so some people are like, "Well, how do you have those real conversations?" Mm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I think for me, it's like, I just, I don't like, life is so short. Like I have a, so I have a child, like I said, I have a, a two-year-old and like, you know, there's nothing that just reminds you that you're going to die than like having a kid. And so like, I, my time is valuable. Like, it's why I say that. Like I value my time. It's like, I'm not going to be up here talking about some little hoity-toity bullshit with you. Like, if we're going to have a conversation about my experience and like how things need to improve and be better than like, we're going to have that conversation. And if we're not going to talk about it in a really, in an authentic way or in a way that honors 
my own values and who I am as a person, then we're just not going to have the conversation. Like, what's the point? Like, you right. can go anywhere. You can go like, <laughs> right. that's the whole, the other thing about it is like this, but it's so noisy right now. Like since, right. since George Floyd was murdered in 20, there's so many people out there trying to have the conversation, expand the dialogue or whatever the case is. It's like, yo, you can go if like, I, like I'm comfortable knowing that living corporate's content is not going to be for everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so you're free to go listen to like some really pleasant conversations spoken like at an NPR tone like this, like <laughs> the, um, uh, the doctor of sociology at Cambridge. Like you can go do that. Like that's not us. And I'm not going to waste my time doing that. You're right. You're right. And that's, I, I will say, I think that's part of the narrative that we've seen that space going up too. A lot of people trying to have difficult conversations, but then we've also seen a lot of pieces of self-care, um, how to advocate, um, advocate for yourself, or having understanding like racial trauma, understanding different things and various products where other people didn't recognize it. Because one of the things that happened to me, and I think it, it, this was before uh, George Floyd, but it because we're in the HR space, right? So I'm trying to explain to somebody we were talking about, they were asking me, you know, about specifically about work. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, in the middle of a live show, I was like, I'm not talking, talking anymore to explain how white people can deal with black people. Like, like this no. is the last time. And she goes, because okay. she was like, do you have anything to say? And it hit me. I was like, no, I just want to talk to the, to the black and brown people that are listening right now. Like right. you're enough. And if anybody's having this conversation and feel like this is necessary to move forward, you need to leave. Right. 100%. I mean, it's so funny because like I've gone on different platforms and I've said this before. It's like, you know, white people, we don't need your advice. Like, we need your things. Like, you know, we don't like, and it was like, well, what do you mean? It's like, I need your things. Like, I need your money. I need your access. I need your social networks. I don't actually need you to tell me how to be better like that that whole narrative is like white yeah. supremacist right it's like oh man like you it's, it's and like it's so it's so insidious because like so many of these dei narratives corporate and otherwise are like hey white people let me try to be an ally so you can go fix black people and it's right. like no, that's not what it actually it is like like black people don't need to be fixed like right. we've been navigating and surviving in this world and thriving for hundreds of years right in spite of blatant abuse, blatant exploitation, explicit oppression, and 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 non-explicit e e oppression, B disparate impact all over the place, right? Legislative uh, impact, all kinds of things that have been happening to us. So we don't actually need that. It's insulting and it's racist, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, what we do need is for white folks to just share, share your stuff. The stuff that you shouldn't even have, give it back and share it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do. Like, like my like my daughter was oh my daughter was here. My I'm daughter sorry. was no. It's so okay. is it me? Did I do something? No, no, no. Okay. And uh, maybe it'll be after hours. I know Katie knows. I'm, it's true. Where my brain's yeah, going. No, it's it, you're speaking truth, and that's why we're chuckling because it's like, yeah, exactly that. Well, so we were so like my so like my like quick story is like so my daughter again, she's two, she has um, 
cousins and two of them came over they're both boys um super cute super fun and they are they are boys they be jumping around they playing on stuff um and emory right now is an only child so she shares at daycare but at home she's kind of like well yo this is my and it was and so they came over and there's tons of toys like there's toys like we have so many toys and she just couldn't get over seeing her cousins play with toys that she's only used to see, be playing with right she just couldn't deal with it so at a certain point it was like she was trying to take the toys and and so and and, and they were just they were like okay because because they they know how to share because they deal with each other all day every day so they're they hand each other they hand um emory the toys so now emory has a bunch of toys in her hand just like walking around with a bunch of toys and i'm like emory you can't even play with all these toys like give the block back give the train back let them play right now and like again a silly analogy but like that's how it feels sometimes like you see white folks like they just have so much stuff and it's like you don't even you wouldn't even miss it if it was gone like stop and you know and it's like i and no and, and like with my with my daughter it's like it's not that you need to teach no they know how to play with the toys just let them play with it right and that's the thing is like that's how it feels sometimes like in this on this playground of life or equity or whatever i don't know where i'm at with this metaphor at this point but it's just like <laughs> just, just let us play like like leave us alone right but give I, us I, give us the things about the way go ahead i'm sorry i, I just want to no, it just made me think because i have two adults right one's 19 one's 21 yeah and i um you know hot take i told my kids not to share yeah you can have it when they're done mm -hmm. don't steal my kids joy because you want something and now i'm supposed to give it to you and drop it because you asked that's fair i will give it to you when i'm ready to give it to you because it's mine period. and that's and that's you do fair. not have to give it away just because of that same mindset granted now that they're 21 <laughs> maybe i pushed it a little too much <laughs> But, but, but no, there's value with, in that, you know, with three roommates, but the big thing is always being able to be, to find your voice, to be able to advocate for yourself and speak, have your voice and be clear on how you're feeling. Cause people are confused. Sharing is very confusing. Concept it's a, it is, it is, it is a confusing concept. I think, and I think my pain point is it's not that they were and like, just to close this up is they weren't asking, <laughs> they weren't asking for toys that Emery was playing with. They were touch. They were trying to play with toys that were like, uh, like that were Emory wasn't even thinking about, right? Yes. And that's and I'm like, okay, Emory, you weren't even touching the. To this is an issue of you share. Just back up. Like, come on, you you were playing with like five different toys. There's 80 different toys over here. They're gonna choose a couple. Like, you know what I mean? So anyway, I, I do. I, it makes me laugh. It makes me laugh, and especially makes me laugh. I think it's adorable listening to you talk about Emory. I think it's that's adorable and sweet. And like I said, I have two adults, and so. We're gonna do a recap. We'll do a recap. Oh man, I look forward. To, I look forward to that. It is amazing I watching them go through all this. My oldest is about to go take a job in New York City. I think I say it on every podcast now because they're going to be moving in July. So oh, congratulations! Um, and it's like, oh my gosh, I think I think we kind of did it. Like <laughs> I think okay, okay. Yeah. Now we now what are we gonna do? I don't know. Learn how to quilt or something. Oh man. You know, it's interesting you say that. Like I drop Emory off at daycare and she'll, you know, she just she just she just walks off. Like and she walk like we'll we'll walk inside and then she'll walk into the little room. Mm -hmm. And it just makes me sad. I'm like, dang, we're gonna be doing this for like like eventually, yeah. like you're gonna walk and you're gonna be like gone. 
yeah. you know so that's what I never really gone yes that's we'll have that conversation later i'm looking well i'm, I'm honestly I, I welcome that at this point because it's sad yeah. so <laughs> okay my friend <laughs> all right so this is the part of the podcast where we talk about what is the one thing you want folks to take away uh to make note of to to hear from this podcast mm. Yo, white, white. Next, so make sure you're you're going yeah you're, okay sorry Zach, back to you <laughs> white people give me your things that's 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 what i want you to take away. okay all right white people are giving zach the things perfect yes. Jackie save some for that. me. That's that save some things for me. Um, the other thing that I want sharing is caring. Maybe this is, is caring. Where, this is where the sharing comes in between the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want somebody to. I want people to say. Um, I want to say something that I've said in the past. Like we've seen this narrative: bring your whole self to work. Um, bringing my whole self isn't safe, and it makes me go back to thinking about having that narrative of what diversity looks like it's only going to be i can i need to create the environment i need to be able to be safe to be myself it's not about you i'm going through something too through this process i've been black my whole life before all of this happened before people decided to teach these classes there's different situations that we're going through and you have to be there to nurture everyone at work and until you can nurture everyone at work don't ask people to bring their whole self because you're not ready you're not prepared and you're creating more toxic um environments that's what that got me thinking because that i mean that is the worst piece and that's why i decided to like get back in this work because you touch more people to be able to help move it forward when you have a real narrative i think that was like 34 things but that was the thing that stood out for me just that thought process 37 thanks 37 thank you 37 thanks um, I'm going to go back to something you mentioned um, about, you know, white people listening to the Living Corporate podcast, as I, I do uh, consider myself white some days, um, although right now we're in Arizona getting tanned. So there's that. Uh, no. So uh, being uncomfortable is OK. Mm -hmm. And and it like I think that's the piece that white people shy away from that discomfort and they shy away from the listening to voices that are not Eurocentric, patriarchy, whatever you want to call it. And we need to start listening to those voices and we need to be okay with being uncomfortable. I think that's a piece that like just continues to resonate as we're having these conversations is we've caused discomfort for so many and we're allowed to be uncomfortable too. Mm. Um, so yeah, Zach, thank you very much for joining us. We truly appreciate it. Um, and, uh, for the audience, if you are, if you are not subscribed to the living corporate podcast, go do that right now and go listen to all the things. Um, this is Katie Van Horn. And this is Jackie Clayton. And this is the inclusive AF podcast. Bye. Bye. How much do you understand the future of finance? 
I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.